Remember the 90s, when MTV still played music videos, when people still bought physical copies of albums, and when legendary musicians like Kurt Cobain and Dimebag Daryl still walked the earth? Well, now you can once again relive that decade every week on KBGA because your favorite 90s radio show, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, is back and better than ever. It's still the best show on KBGA to hear artists like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Sublime, Megadeth, Primus, and more. Again, that's Sounds Like Teen Spirit. Now on Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m., only on 89.9 KBGA Missoula.
was Eve Six kicking off this program with Curtain, off their 2012 album Speak in Code. Welcome to the award-winning Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I am your cherubic host, Ian. This episode includes music from the likes of Ween, Exodus, The Coup, Babes in Toyland, Motorhead, The Butthole Surfers, Infectious Grooves, Ugly Kid Joe, The Jesus Lizard, and Corrosion of Conformity. Plus, I'm going to be playing one song each off the new Smashing Pumpkins album, Seer, the new Less Than Jake album, Silver Linings, the new Guided by Voices album, Styles We Paid For, and the new Chris Cornell covers album, No One Sings Like You Anymore. The Smashing Pumpkins album was released on November 27th, and all the rest came out this past Friday, December 11th. I'll start with the pumpkins. Folks, Billy Corgan has pretty much always been a control freak when it comes to the Smashing Pumpkins. As the band's founder, frontman, co-guitarist, and primary songwriter, that level of control comes naturally. But Billy has sometimes taken it to extremes that have historically driven a wedge between himself and the rest of his bandmates. It is the number one culprit behind the implosion of the original lineup at the end of the 90s, and it's why Corgan has had to cycle through a revolving door lineup of band members for the first 12 years after resurrecting the Pumpkins in 2006. Corgan would routinely have a unique, singular vision for a new Pumpkins album and begin micromanaging the hell out of the other members to realize that vision instead of allowing them to be a full participant in the creative process. It seemed the Pumpkins were destined to go down as just Billy's band, but in 2018, original members James Eha and Jimmy Chamberlain were officially reinstated. Now, Chamberlain had been performing on and off with the band between 2006 and 2018 and had actually returned as a touring member a few years prior, but Eha hadn't worked with Corgan in almost two decades and had been on unfriendly terms with him for most of the time since, so his return was a pretty big deal. If Eha was willing to get involved with the Pumpkins again, it had to mean that his relationship with Corgan turned a corner that there was a new dynamic or understanding between them, or at least a change in perspective on Iha's part. I relay all of this to you because the fact that Iha and Chamberlain were willing to go along with an album like Seer, a true blue byproduct of Billy Corgan's unflinching singular vision, so soon after rejoining the band, tells me that their relationship with Corgan has undoubtedly changed, And at this point, we probably don't need to worry about history repeating itself in the form of another implosion. Seer is essentially the end result of a challenge Corgan issued to himself as a songwriter. Sick of being told he's not a contemporary artist when he strongly feels otherwise, Corgan set out to make an unquestionably contemporary-sounding album, ultimately delivering the strangest Smashing Pumpkin album to date. Seer is a synth-driven album, much like 1998's Adore, but it's a different flavor of synth. While Adore's usage of synthesizers was often dark, downbeat, and atmospheric, Seer's synth is peppier and more pronounced, giving off an 80s throwback vibe that strongly evokes artists like Depeche Mode and New Order. If you're wondering how that makes the Pumpkins sound more contemporary, well... 80s-style synth has been showing up quite a bit in modern pop music, almost as if the genre has come full circle. 
Besides, when you combine it with the pumpkin signature sound, the result actually does sound more modern than a straightforward Pumpkins album would in 2020. Don't ask me how that works, it just does. Seer may well prove to be a divisive entry amid the band's discography, since it sounds so markedly different from anything else the band has put out, yes, including their other synth album, and some fans may complain that Iha and Chamberlain somehow seem to have even less input here than on the albums they weren't even around for, like Oceania and Monuments to an Elegy. To some, it may feel like a Billy Corgan solo album, And that would be entirely understandable because, in addition to being the album's voice and architect, Corgan was also responsible for playing all of the synth instruments you hear on Seer. Oh, and he self-produced the album to boot. The rest of the band seems like an afterthought, if their presence is even felt at all. Both James Eha and Jeff Schroeder, Billy Corgan's number two man during most of the Pumpkins' second run, have guitar credits on the new album, but what little guitar on the album I noticed was generally drowned out by the synth. And Jimmy Chamberlain's beats on the album sound almost programmed. Kind of like the beats on a door, actually. Here's the thing, though. In spite of all that, Seer works reasonably well. It's not an absolute triumph, but there are more than enough standout moments amid the 20-song track list to make it worth at least one listen-through. Admittedly, about four or five songs in, I was concerned that I had already heard the full range of what the album had to offer, but there turned out to be some intriguing surprises further down the queue. For me, at least, the album seemed to work best in spurts. There were stretches of three or four tracks that I particularly enjoyed, and other stretches that barely registered with me. Of course, it would have been improbable to expect a 20-song album to hit 20 home runs. Not even Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, the band's critically acclaimed 28-song opus from 1995, knocked it out of the park on every track. Ultimately, Seer probably falls right around the middle of the Pumpkin's hierarchy of best-to-worst albums. I'd like to rank it just above a door, but I feel I might be a little premature in that notion. Seer may have its fair share of duds and reek of Billy Corgan self-indulgence, but the best tracks on the album are genuinely solid Smashing Pumpkins tunes in any context. I like to think those moments were the result of Iha and Chamberlain's input, because otherwise they seem more like passengers on the album as opposed to participants. All right. I know that last time, I claimed I would be playing multiple tracks from Seer on this episode, but I ended up taking on a couple more album reviews than planned, so I'm only going to be playing one song for now. However, I will be including another track from Seer on my 2020 Album of the Year show in two weeks, and I will likely play additional tracks from the album on sporadic occasions in the years to come. Anyway, this next track is undoubtedly one of the catchiest on the album. It's called Adrenaline, except it's spelled A-D-R-E-N-N-A-L-Y-N-N-E. Enjoy!
This portion of KBGA is brought to you by Imagination Brewing Company. By supporting over 1,700 community events in its educational center, Imagination brews handcrafted beer to make a positive impact on Missoula and beyond. For more information about what's on tap, weekly live music offerings, or to reserve the center, call 406-926-1251 or visit imaginationbrewing.com. Because a long time ago I knew not to deprive It's safe out there and now you're everywhere just like the sky You are love, you are the love supreme, you are the right And when you hear this you know it's your jam Goodbye. Like I said, you know I'm almost dead, you know I'm almost gone And when the drummer drums, is gonna play my song to carry me along Like I said, you know I'm almost dead, you know I'm almost gone And when the boatman
said, you know I'm almost dead, you know I'm almost
Hi, this is God. And whenever I'm in Missoula, which is always because I'm omnipresent, I listen to all the radio stations at the same time, including KBGA. KBGA Missoula, 89.9.
Exodus with Thorn in My Side, off their 1992 album Force of Habit. Exodus recently confirmed the title and release month for their long-awaited 11th studio album, which will be the band's first since 2014. Last month, Exodus guitarist Gary Holt revealed in an Instagram post that the album will be titled Persona Non Grata and released sometime next summer, which he amended to June 2021 a few days ago. He had also mentioned that tracking for the album was just about done, so it seems the band is very much on target for that month. As for why Exodus haven't released an album in nearly seven years, that is easily explained by Holt's involvement with Slayer over most of the past decade. That's it, really. I wish there was a more elaborate or interesting story behind it, but it is what it is. Holt initially joined Slayer in 2011 as a touring guitarist in place of Jeff Hanneman, who was sidelined for health reasons and later died in 2013. From there, Holt continued to divide his attention between Slayer and Exodus up until the end of Slayer's farewell tour in 2019, which freed him up to focus on Exodus full-time again. Recording sessions for the upcoming album began in September, and prolific thrash metal guitarist and producer Andy Sneap is in charge of the mix. I'll be sure to review and play from the album for y'all sometime after it's released next June. Anyway, before Exodus, I played Seed to a Tree by Blind Melon off their 1992 self-titled. Bruise Violet by Babes in Toyland off their 1992 album Fontanelle. Brendan's Death Song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers off their 2011 album I'm With You. Mouth for War by Pantera off their 1992 album Vulgar Display of Power and Joey by Concrete Blonde, off their 1990 album, Bloodletting. Once again, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slts2, and to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen-spirit. All right. Next, I'm going to review and play a song from the new Less Than Jake album, Silver Linings. Full disclosure, I did not find out about this album until the day before its release on Friday, so this review is very much a last-minute addition to the episode. Perhaps it may come off a bit hasty, but I certainly wasn't going to pass on the opportunity to review the first new Less Than Jake album in seven years, so here we go. Less Than Jake have always been a very upbeat, good time sort of band, so perhaps it's not at all surprising that they released an album titled Silver Linings amid a global pandemic. But even if the band's continued good cheer in dreary times is very much expected, it is also perhaps more welcome now than ever. Silver Linings is a 37-minute, 12-track slab of bouncy, energetic, nostalgia-triggering, feel-good ska punk. No more, no less. It doesn't really represent any sort of growth or evolution in Less Than Jake's sound, but considering that they are one of the few bands keeping third-wave ska alive in the 2020s, I'm kind of glad they've stayed the same. The album's lyrics mostly adhere to the theme of finding silver linings in the worst aspects of life, and even though all of these songs were written pre-pandemic, they still resonate pretty darn effectively right about now. 
There are also some lyrics of serious self-reflection that feel befitting of this now middle-aged band. But when coupled with the positive vibes given out by the music behind him, it's hard to perceive them as anything less than optimistic. I do wish the album offered a bit more musical variety than it does. When listening to the album's 12 tracks back-to-back, the songs have a tendency to bleed together or fade into the background at times. However, bear in mind that the album is still just a couple days old, and as I've alluded to in the past, it typically takes longer for punk albums to grow on me than most other genres of albums. So I'm sure that the songs will all become more distinct to me after a few additional spins. Ultimately, Silver Linings is probably not an album of the year contender and is essentially the sonic equivalent of a late evening snack, but it also proves to be one hell of a dopamine hit. This feels like just what the doctor ordered right around December of 2020. God, how I've missed you, Less Than Jake. Alright, this next song is simply titled, Move. Enjoy! Yeah. 
It's Jake the Snake Roberts. Who gives a damn about those call letters? KBGA, KGBA, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know where the music's at, don't you? Stupid. Enough to buy a guy I hate and trust 
G-H-I-J-K-B-G-A. Why? Your Z. <laughs> yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all of this at the end of the struggle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri Funk, Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski I'm blowing up like you thought I would Call a crib, same number, same hood It's all good uh. And if you don't know, now you know uh. Personal with Robin Leach And I'm far from cheap I smoke soap with my peeps all day Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way The Moet and Alize keep me city Girls used to diss me Now they write letters cause they miss me I never thought it could happen This rapping stuff I was too used to packing gats and stuff Now honeys play me close like butter play toast From the Mississippi down to the East Coast Condos and Queens in dough for weeks Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50 inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone till about two G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one room shack. Now my mom pips a act with minks on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right, I like the life I live. Cause I went from negative to positive, and it's all. And if you don't know, now you know. Uh, And if you don't know, now you know. Uh,
don't know, now you know. Representing B Town in the house. Junior Mafia, Math Label.
The newest, the hottest, the most overproduced crap you've ever heard. All on KBGA Missoula. 9.9 FM.
Soundgarden with Head Down off their 1994 album Super Unknown. Soundgarden and Pearl Jam drummer Matt Cameron has formed a new band with Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins called Nighttime Boogie Association. The pair began collaborating almost two years ago after both were on the bill for the I Am The Highway Chris Cornell tribute concert in January 2019. On Friday, they released their first two singles as Nighttime Boogie Association, each of which offers up a unique flavor of the band. The first is a rollicking, fuzzed-out, Eagles of Death Metal-esque number titled Long in the Tooth. Remarkably, the song makes use of artificial drumming, despite coming from a band founded by two of the most iconic drummers of the past few decades, but it still sounds pretty good. Meanwhile, the second single titled The Path We're On, is a bit more methodically paced and gives out a different vibe. This one is both grungy and psychedelic. A lot like Soundgarden, in other words. Matt Cameron plays drums and guitar on the track, and additional guitar work is provided by Buzz Osborne and Stephen McDonald of The Melvins. Taylor Hawkins sings lead vocals on both singles, just as he has done on the occasional Foo Fighters track. Both songs are awesome in their own way and point at an exciting new band with a big bag of tricks in store for us. At this time, it is unknown whether we can expect a full-length album from Nighttime Boogie Association or just a steady stream of spontaneously released singles. In fact, it's not even clear who else is considered part of the band besides Cameron and Hawkins or what role everyone plays within the band. My theory is that Cameron and Hawkins are the only official members. Each song they release will have a unique lineup that sometimes includes notable guests, and the band's two founders will scramble to fill whatever roles are needed of them on a song-to-song -song basis, given that they are both talented multi-instrumentalists. Of course, that is all conjecture, and we're just going to have to wait to see what the future holds for Nighttime Boogie Association. Whatever that may entail, I will be sure to follow up. Anyway, before Soundgarden, I played Immigrant Song by Infectious Grooves off their 1993 album Sarsipius Arc. Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. off his 1994 debut Ready to Die. U.M.A.S. by the Pixies off their 1991 album Trompe le Monde. I Don't Believe a Word by Motorhead off their 1996 album, Overnight Sensation, and Human Cannonball by the Butthole Surfers, off their 1987 album, Locust Abortion Technician. You're still listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slts2 and to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org slash teen-spirit. Alright, next I'm going to be reviewing and playing a song from the new Guided by Voices album, Styles We Paid For. Folks, I may have bit off a little more than I can chew when I apparently committed myself to reviewing every new Guided by Voices album starting roughly a couple years ago. Going in, I was already aware that Guided by Voices is an atypically productive band that averages at least an album a year. But damn it, 
Over the last two years, frontman and songwriter Robert Polyard has kicked that production into overdrive, almost as if he noticed what I was doing and decided to see how far he could push me. This is the second year in a row that Guided by Voices has issued three new albums, which would make this review my sixth for the band since just February of 2019. Guided by Voices have done two albums a year several times in the past, but before last year, the only other year to have gotten three was 2012, and those were the first three GBV albums in eight years due to the band being broken up for most of that period. If Robert Polyard keeps up this level of production, one of two things will happen. Either my GBV album reviews are going to start getting a lot shorter, to the point where they could be more easily classified as blurbs, or I'm just going to start getting more selective over which new GBV albums I actually cover. It is becoming increasingly challenging for me to keep up with all these albums and come up with unique angles for each of my reviews. When your album releases are all just mere months apart, it doesn't allow much time for things to develop or change within and around your band. Not to mention, it has the effect of cheapening each album launch, which for some artists are very much milestone events. GBV's rapid-fire album production demonstrates to me that there really can be too much of a good thing. I mean, even if GBV were my all-time favorite band, I still don't think I'd want to hear from them this often. Perhaps next year I'll just wait until they drop their final album of the year and just review that one. Or maybe cover all of them collectively with a single review. I don't know, I haven't decided yet. But in the meantime, I'm going to attempt to say as much as I can about the band's latest. Styles we paid for. Perhaps you can chalk it up to fatigue, but I wasn't particularly impressed with this outing. I'm not even sure how to describe or categorize it in a way that sets it apart from other GBV albums. The band's first album of 2020, Surrender Your Poppy Field, had some experimental and prog rock elements, and its follow-up, Mirrored Aztec, was essentially a power pop album. But Styles We Paid For doesn't really have any defining characteristics for me to elaborate on. It's basically just another GBV album. It's not a bad album by any stretch, but it's not a noteworthy album either. It just is. Ultimately, I'm sure the band's more obsessive fans slash collectors will like it just fine, but I really hope that Robert Polyard has something different to show us the next time he puts out an album. Robert, if you're listening... Have you ever considered taking even a short break from songwriting? Honestly, there's nothing wrong with a little downtime, especially during this pandemic. Don't you have a wife and kids? Alright, I can see I'm getting a little off track here, so let's do a song. This next one I'm going to play is the new album's Lone Outlier. Amid a track list that for the most part barely elicited a reaction from me, this one really stood out, and I just knew it was going to be the one I include on my show. It really doesn't sound like anything else on the album, what with the unique instrumentation at each end of the song and Robert's very off-kilter singing. Seriously, it sounds almost like he sung the song backwards and then backmasked the whole thing in the studio. The song is called War of the Devils. Enjoy! <laughs>
This is Silver Sprocket, host of Something Else, live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KBGA Missoula 89.9 FM. I feature avant-garde, electroacoustic, free jazz, and more creative music every week. You'll get to hear advanced new releases straight from the artists and record labels before anybody else, and extensive interviews with the artists themselves. How about you give Something Else a try? Live every Wednesday, from 8 to 10 p.m. on KBGA Missoula, 89.9 FM, and streaming at kbga.org.
this year's Bill Mann speaker, the punk rock puppet master from the band Green Jello. And you're listening to KBGA Missoula. Little big, little big, let me in.
Listen, we don't need any fancy, super-duper promo. We don't need any of that. See, here with KVGA, we're just a student-run college radio station, and we play music. It's pretty simple. That's it. Representatives from the hoping on the act with empty 
tactic necessary. In fact, they wanna have us buying from the commissary. This commentary's for my folks under involuntary servitude, cause bosses don't be serving you your monetary. Curving you like rum and dairy, posting through your capillary. Some inherit green, the rest is good, I poke the berry. I'm abolitionary, wishing the judiciary. Say this year for Mary Mary, being a penitentiary. People's gonna rumble as long as stomachs grumble. And crack pipes tumble over asphalt and scramble. Honey's coming bundles and hoppers mixed with funnels, cause babies with shoes too small gon' stumble. This composition is sedition, opposition to the ruling class, wishing they could detonate us into their ignition. Keep my slacks, Christ to punch the clock for the beats. As my rent don't cease, his pockets get obese. Can't have a peace without having a peace. When the step don't step up, we let the dragon release. 20,000 guns Get routed like you got a substitute. This slut's for new. Shut your mouth, don't pollute. Arm me a down, motherfucker. What you trying to prove? 20,000 guns Get routed like you got a substitute. This slut's for new. Shut your mouth, don't pollute. Arm me a down, motherfucker. What you trying to prove? Disaster, the filthy rich bastards wanna milk your ass faster. Asper, no salvation coming from the damn pastor. Old ladies play canasta under roofs of crack plaster. Little kids dive in the trap for discarded Dutch masters. Dead partners on mirror walls. Homeless kids taking baths up a gas station urinal. The system can't cure it all. If everybody had a job, then stock value should fall. Honey million neck slash. So these bastards can make sure that they check cash. Let's get massive wage struggle as direct class. Who just how we gonna overthrow they bitch asses? Get whip passion from the force as we make it tight And ignite the flames of taking over daily life Make it a right to have food, threads, and homestead And back bail won't ever cut your phone dead We own that for these businesses that love paying minimum wage Ain't gon' let you take their dish unless you're showing the game And if you do it by yourself, they gon' put you in a cage You in a rage? Please meet me on the same page With a 20,000 gun salute Get rallied like you got a substitute This life for new Shut your mouth, don't pollute. On me a damn motherfucker, what you trying to recruit? 20,000 guns for loot. Get rallied like you got a substitute. This slut's for new. Shut your mouth, don't pollute. On me a damn motherfucker, what you trying to recruit?
subtract This clause just might counteract The foregoing here too far How many ounces of cut Needed to turn a profit That's elementary math If you like shooting a crack All kinds of flack You'll lead an interesting life Now say sex is all the rage Read it on every page Buy yourself some new
Cynic with Sentiment, off their 1993 album Focus. On this episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, we mourn the loss of Cynic bassist Sean Malone, who passed away on Wednesday, December 9th at age 50. Malone wasn't the original bassist for Cynic, and in fact had left and rejoined the band several times over the years, but his tenures in the band just so happened to align with the recording of all three of their albums to date, which were released in 1993, 2008, and 2014, and his longest and most recent tenure lasted from 2012 until the day he died. Malone's cause of death has not been made public at this time. Remarkably, Sean Malone wasn't the only member of Cynic to die this year, or even the only one named Sean. The band's founding drummer, Sean Reinert, passed away on January 24th at age 48 from an aortic rupture and hypertensive cardiovascular disease. Like Malone, Reinert had recorded on all three of Cynic's albums, but at the time of his death, he was actually a former member, as he had left the band in 2017. Malone and Reinert were said to have the strongest bond of any two members of Cynic, and they had in fact collaborated multiple times outside of the band. Over time, they developed a reputation as one of the most celebrated rhythm sections in prog and death metal. It's kind of unbelievable that the two of them died independently of one another within the same year. The surviving members of Cynic have yet to comment on their status as a band in light of Sean Malone's death, but then again, his body is still pretty warm. Considering that we've only gotten three sporadically released albums from Cynic over their 30-plus years of existence, I'm inclined to think the band is unlikely to recover from this, but stranger things have happened, I suppose. Anyway, before Cynic, I played... Too Bad About the Fire by The Jesus Lizard, off their 1996 album, Shot. 20,000 Gun Salute by The Coup, off their 1998 album, Steal This Album. It's a Lie by Ugly Kid Joe, off their 1996 album, Motel California. Even If You Don't by Ween, off their 2000 album, White Pepper. Lost for Words by Corrosion of Conformity, off their 1985 album Animosity. And There You Are by The Goo Goo Dolls, off their 1990 album Hold Me Up. And that about wraps up an arresting episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I have been your host, Ian. As always, thank you very much for listening. As a final treat... I will be reviewing and playing a song from the new Chris Cornell covers album, No One Sings Like You Anymore. Okay, right off the bat, I feel obligated to point out that this won't be a particularly analytical review. After all, how do you objectively critique the posthumous work of the still fairly recently deceased? The answer is you don't. You just feel glad that it exists in any form at all. In this particular instance, that form is better than most. Chris Cornell actually recorded and finished the album in 2016, the year before he died, and then sat on it, I guess, 
waiting for the perfect time for release, which ended up not coming in his lifetime. Much like the Less Than Jake album review you heard earlier, this review is also a last-minute addition to the program, but that really couldn't have been helped. Chris Cornell's widow, Vicky, actually dropped the album by surprise just a couple days ago, giving it the title No One Sings Like You Anymore after a lyric from the Soundgarden hit Black Hole Sun, which takes on a poignant new meaning now that Cornell is gone. The album is comprised of 10 covers representing a diverse mix of artists, including John Lennon, Electric Light Orchestra, and Ghostland Observatory. Relatively few of the album's songs are unqualified hits, but that's fine because the thrill of listening to the album comes not from hearing fresh takes on songs you recognize, but rather from hearing new, fully realized recordings from the late Chris Cornell that you didn't know you'd be getting. And as you would rightfully expect, Cornell delivered in spades. The eclectic mix of songs on the album proved to be an excellent showcase for Cornell, both as a singer and a musician. I can't find a personnel list for the album anywhere, but I would guess that Cornell played most of the stringed instruments on the album himself, given his tendency to do so on previous solo albums and on select Soundgarden tracks. His arrangements on this release are immaculate, and as per usual, the vocal tracks he laid down here are absolutely astounding. I admittedly haven't heard the originals for more than half these tracks, but I have to imagine that Cornell did every single one of them justice. On the tracks I recognize, I feel like Cornell actually surpassed the originals. Sorry, Axl Rose, but patience belongs to Cornell now. In short, if you're a Chris Cornell fan, this album is an essential listen. And get this! The album is listed on some sources as having Volume 1 at the end of its title, so there could very well be more where that came from. I genuinely hope that there is. Alright, I'm ending this episode on the very first track from the album, which is a cover of Get It While You Can by Janis Joplin. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in to KBGA on the night of the 27th for my 2020 Album of the Year show. (laughs) 